0: adventure required let's go camping
1: welcome to adventure required where Ty and Graham lead you on an epic journey of expedition planning prepping and executing join us every week-ish to learn about camping styles setups tricks and tips, gear reviews, and interviews with seasoned
0: adventurers. We want to help you learn from our mistakes, successes, and show you what works for us to help make your adventure possible. We want to teach you that you don't need the shiniest rigs or the nicest equipment to have fun, only the willingness to explore.
1: Hi, I'm Ty. And I'm Graham. Let's go camping.
0: Welcome to Adventure Required. Today's February 25th. Graham and myself are planning a mildly unrecommended minus 10 camping trip. It's currently about, oh, that's minus 10 Celsius. It's currently about, um, I think, plus five Uh, on this Thursday. We're going out Friday and Saturday over one night. Just test everything out. We just wanted to run through some considerations for winter camping that we would do above and beyond what we would do for a regular camping trip. So, uh, I'll pass it over to Graham and, uh, he can kind of give us a broad overview of what he's, what he's thinking.
1: Well, thanks. Um, my broad overview for thinking really is, you know, it all comes down to how much you want to drink. I think
0: mm, more beer, more better. Drink,
1: and if you drink more, it's not so cold.
0: That's <laughs> definitely how that works. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing that we need to talk about with uh, winter camping, especially at minus 10, when it's around the zero mark, it's, it's cold, but you know, most sleeping bags kind of take care of it. Minus 10, you run into the uh, very cold, need a heat source. Um, So future episode here, we'll talk about um, specific heaters and kind of pros and cons, but the biggest thing is just to have a heat source. Um, whether it's a propane one or, uh, you know, as much as we hate the Mr. Buddies, sometimes that's all people can kind of figure out. Um, I have the diesel air heater. Um, The biggest thing is to make sure that that is going to work for the entire time that you're out camping. If you're out for two days, it needs to work for two days. Make sure you have additional fuel. Make sure you have a way to either charge the battery that you're using or if it's uh, the battery in your vehicle, uh, make sure that you're running that vehicle the next day for, you know, a little bit to make sure your batteries are charged up. Because I know the biggest thing with mine is that if it needs a consistent 12-volt source uh, the entire time. Otherwise, it stops and then you wake up at 3 a.m. and you're shivering and freezing because you were in your underwear because it's uh, nice balmy 15 degrees inside your tent. So, not fun.
0: Yeah, just a quick caveat on that is uh, propane is something to be wary about when you're getting v- mi- minus 10 Celsius is okay, but it's probably not your first choice at minus 20.
1: Why is that, Ty?
0: Um, I believe it's something to do with as it gets colder, the pressure in the tank reduces. So and then so all the gas stays liquid. Um yep. so you don't get any propane lit gas but you got a whole bunch of propane liquid which is useless to you. Mm. Um I believe you can get like nitrogen blends if you're like that dead die hard on you can get like a on like camping yeah. and cold you can go get like a, some specialty propane shop to get you um put some nitrogen in there to keep the pressure up in the cold.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the air turns in the propane turns into a liquid i'm not sure how it works it can be done
1: <laughs> isn't it that the liquid propane uh stays in vapor form longer yeah.
0: yeah but if you add pressure wouldn't it turn back to a liquid so why are you adding <laughs> nitrogen to keep it a liquid
1: good call i don't know maybe we should have an an uh, <laughs> semi-knowledgeable person talk about that later
0: <laughs> that's a future discussion but anyway yeah so um yeah pre-run all these things as well like it's probably if you're like us you haven't run this equipment in all summer all summer and (laughs) most of the winter most of the winter up to this point
1: yeah until you're actually going out camping and you need it to work and then you get up to your campsite and go oh shit
0: and you yeah you dropped it a few times or fell off the shelf once yeah and uh yeah it just got generally not put away so like just like run it run it for a good like 20 minutes half hour as well yeah. so you know that yep. everything's working and then do if you're running a forced air as well make sure you're doing like some sort of co2 test because so you want to make sure that those uh, you don't want to be dying of carbon monoxide poisoning
1: plus side but with the diesel air heaters which we discovered this week um similar to the Planar heater or the Webasto heaters, the Chinese version uh, is the same thing, it's just cheaper and probably less reliable but there is actually no possible way to get the air that's going inside the tent, there is no way for it to get contaminated or anything with the combustion of that uh, heater. It is a completely separate device the only the the basis of how that heater works is it has a very large metal body inside that body is a combustion chamber with a fuel injector and a glow plug to burn diesel burning of that diesel superheats the body of that device and then that body is inside another plastic body with a fan on the outside and the fan pulls air in from the back over top of the very hot fins of the heater and then out to the tube. So it it literally is just taking cold air, superheating it <laughs> via a hot surface, and then pushing it out the other side. So there is no possible remote chance that it's going to have combustion uh, gases or vapors or fumes or anything going into the tent that's sweet. number probably number one benefit of that type of heater
0: yeah because like the, the the propane ones are a forced air as well but they're mm-hmm. um, you just worry about like cracks over over long like long term you know what I mean like in the
1: Oh yeah, I could see that. I guess
0: in the, yeah. In the, yeah, cracks between the in the heating element between the combustion yeah. and the fresh side. But anyway, so yeah, oh, run I that see. stuff, okay. yeah. test it, make sure you're not going to give yourself carbon monoxide poisoning. And um, even though you have this, uh, say you say you're not going to bring a heater, you're okay with your car or whatever. Uh, make sure you have your car's heaters working, um, and have like a secondary backup. Or like, or just a, make sure you have a heat source because, um, like, ob- ideally, you wouldn't need anything at all. So you'd bring enough clothing to make sure that you're always and a good covered, sleeping bag. and a, a good sleeping bag, spare changes of clothes, always more socks, and mm-hmm. uh, more gloves because you touch something, they get wet, and then your hands are wet. And then if you can't change your gloves out to dry gloves, then you're going to have a miserable mm-hmm. time but um, same
1: with a toque or if you have a hood like if you have a hood on your outside jacket and a toque on and you yeah. sit around the fire all night when it's uh, snowing your toque is probably gonna be all wet and you're not gonna want to sleep in it
0: yeah and you're like your hoodie will get full of snow as <laughs> your well it's gonna
1: get full of snow yeah absolutely and make sure your clothes aren't sitting right beside your sleeping bag if they're wet
0: oh yeah outside. keep in a different area <laughs> and
1: just uh a uh, fun fact too, just on the uh, car running, if you're using your car as your heat source, every now and then if you hit the remote start throughout the middle of the night or throughout the night, um, make sure your car, A, your headlights aren't pointed directly at somebody else's tent. Uh, and good point. B, that you're not parked right beside somebody else's tent and then yeah, you running your car.
0: Exhaust. All that exhaust into is somebody's- now
1: going into somebody's tent
0: yeah just so, like my truck and your t- your tent
1: exactly yeah <laughs> so good thing you didn't run yours and good thing I didn't run mine because we would have killed each other
0: yeah another thing too is um battery condition because in like cold temperatures your batteries can like suffer severely from um like just the cold and not being the chemical reaction can't happen as fast and the batteries just aren't able to produce the amount of or like the watts they once did or even will as soon as you heat them back up mm-hmm. and then potentially charge in them is lost etc cetera, etc cetera. but yep. um yeah make sure you have a thing to test your specific gravities and if you have lead acids that you're using and haven't used all summer or all winter it would not, wouldn't be a bad idea to put them on a, a wa- like a charge or a discharge like a load and then it's kind of like the night before or a couple nights before do like at least a 25% drain on them and then put them on a good bulk charger 25 amp plus charge kind of idea charge yep. them back up make sure they're full of water and uh, yeah
1: yep that's pretty much you the, the number one thing you know you can live overnight without food and water but uh, in minus 10 or minus 15 overnight you're gonna die pretty quickly if you have no heat
0: yeah it also gets. Um, it's also not fun. <laughs> <It> sounds terrible. <laughs> it gets dark really early in the, in the winters, mm-hmm. so when we can normally stay up till like eleven in the middle of summer before we have to, it gets dark, yep. we're uh, seeing darkness at like five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So being able to be like perform tasks um, mostly uninvaded with like a headlamp uh, versus mm-hmm. having to rely on mounted lights or something like that
1: and mounted lights as well then that drain your battery down which you'd want to try and conserve for your heat source
0: so like we're expecting like seven to ten centimeters or seven to ten inches of snow and like even one or two centimeters of snow would potentially make anything you do harder going to get trees moving around um, it just makes everything more tiring and take longer so Mm -hmm. if you don't If you are already using gloves, so your hands are staying warm, but then you're trying to use a chainsaw and hold a light at the same time, like, they're like $40. So a headlamp
1: is, is like a a definite plus.
0: I would say, yeah, a headlamp. And for the love of God pointed at the flipping ground, nobody wants to have their head. (laughs) And if, if you know, you're going to look at somebody's eyes, look at their chest. Like yeah or look at the ground anyway. in front of
1: them <laughs> <laughs> that's what i kind of like about mine that the one that i have too that i've thought about for like for this exactly but it's for work really like it's yeah. a mechanics headlamp it's got two two on either bars side of on, your head on either side but it like uh pivots up and down like oh, a yeah. full full almost 90 degrees so if it's dark and I know I'm going to be talking to somebody, I point it down to where it's like down my face and looking yeah. directly in front of me. And then if I'm looking at you, it's not right in your eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Consider
0: it. <laughs> another thing too is, um, I guess another benefit of winter camping is you don't really need ice in your cooler because it's cold outside, exactly. but still recommended the cooler. um, Cause it'll keep everything warm. Like you don't maybe don't want it, things to freeze.
1: So it keeps the temperature difference. Yeah. You have everything in the cooler. It is insulating from the outside, whether that outside is hot or cold. So yeah. if you don't want shit to freeze, put it inside the cooler in the truck or on the ground and it won't freeze to the outside temperature.
0: Eventually exactly. it will. But, but uh,
1: same as ice melts eventually. <laughs>
0: But the water freezing, like you don't have to worry about hard alcohol freezing, but the, uh, you got to keep that. No, this water goes wa-
1: back to our more beer and more alcohol <laughs> conversation. It just yeah, needs like- water you take water camping <laughs> weird
0: because if, if we're thinking that I'm going to bring a flat of water with me, right? Yeah. The, fl- the center <laughs> bottle is always the last one to freeze, mm-hmm. right? But where am i going to put that water am i going to put it in where i would normally put it with like my miscellaneous kind of backup water or am i now putting that stuff in the uh you gotta make room put for it. that stuff in the cooler
1: or you have a separate cooler that is just water
0: yeah but that water that would, would be potentially better. keep whatever else is in there warm as well so yeah maybe that's i don't true. want my sausages my vegan sausages to melt <laughs> or freeze freeze <laughs>
1: Yeah, breeze. just had to. You just managed to get that vegan comment in there. You notice that?
0: Shameless plug, buddy. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> so
1: we got more beer, less water, <laughs> less food because
0: more blankets.
1: <laughs> um, more blankets. Yeah. Even then, though, and so back like no blankets. Don't get me wrong. Make sure you have a sleeping bag, blanket all those same things that you would need if you've if you have a heater and the heater is doing its job properly you shouldn't need more blankets shouldn't Mm -hmm. yes if the heater fails halfway through the night and you're freezing you might not you might appreciate the stack of blankets that you brought but i'm also a little bit more on the pack less than you think you're gonna you are going to Or, sorry, pack more than you think you're going to need, but less than you are... Ah, fuck, I don't know
0: what that would be. Then you would need to survive without it?
1: So with more blankets, yes, 100%. Make sure you have kind of what you need. The biggest thing is not to overpack to where you're burdening yourself with ensuring that you have enough blankets. If you have a good heat source... That you can trust and rely on, you shouldn't need more blankets. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, the good sleeping bag, uh, maybe a couple extra blankets just in case, and make sure you have some warm clothes and your heater that should continue to work throughout the night, and you should be okay.
0: Yeah, and that being said, too, like you always jump in your car. Yeah, etc. Exactly. etc.
1: Yeah, if you're in dire straits and freezing, yeah, jump in the car, turn the heater on.
0: Yeah,
1: we got that. What about fuel? We talked about propane. Um, the other thing would be like for me then is diesel. Make diesel sure that gels. you have enough.
0: Make so sure you have yeah, winter diesel, diesel too.
1: Yes, winter diesel. Summer
0: diesel kicking around. Don't use it. Yeah, no, no, not a good idea.
1: But that being said, the good thing with camping a lot is that I always have the heater. And then I always have a jerry can of diesel. That diesel gets dumped out in the fall if it hasn't been used yet. And I fill it with winter for the winter. Mm. Um, also, I think it gels at like minus 18.
0: Summer diesel? Winter it, yeah. diesel? Yeah.
1: Summer diesel. Winter diesel is like minus 35 or something. Yeah. Um, so that being said, Having the proper heat source or fuel source, but making sure you have enough of it depending on how long you're going out to. So, if we're going, uh, this opener is going to be what, one day?
0: Yeah, I think that's a game plan is one day.
1: So, you have a uh, 20 pound bottle propane? 30. 30. And I will have 20 liters of diesel in a jerry can as well as the 10 liters that is attached to the heater. Yeah. And if I use all of that, that is the poorly designed heater
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh just quick how much are you planning to burn like
1: um it should burn about i would say between four to six liters for one night depending on how cold it is like if it drops to minus 10 minus 15 like we're expecting i'll probably burn about five liters
0: hmm. interesting Yes, yeah, so that's pretty reasonable
1: it's not too bad the thing the thing that i is uh, that i find annoying about this thing is that it's only a 10 liter tank yeah so if in one night it's you know minus 25 and you get that thing cranked the entire time you're going to burn through that 10 liters you're yeah. going to wake up in the morning it's going to be cold so mm-hmm. maybe future plans for that heater directly hooked up to a 20 liter jerry cam i
0: don't we'll know see. we'll see so um i guess that kind of wraps up our general like what are you packing um, mm-hmm. yeah. What about obvious, when you get there? Obviously spare tires, etc. Typical stuff you would bring emergency equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, but one interesting thing that, uh, you run into in the winter is, uh, road conditions. Cause mm-hmm. you can, you can end up getting yourself in a pretty oh. sticky situation. If you go in somewhere in the morning and expect to go in the afternoon especially when it's snowy and it um, snowed
1: 20 centimeters overnight yeah and dropped 10 degrees
0: exactly because like going in there you can go in on a hard you can basically drive over water right and because um, yeah we've been up to where we were semi recently we noticed an area was flooded um obviously we're hoping it got better but i doubt it did but uh, in the it's morning, it's probably
1: gotten worse. We've had some nice warmer weather here this last oh, week yeah, too. Exactly. So it's probably even worse. So, but like, if it drops the temperature then?
0: Yeah, because if we go there in the af, we're planning to be going out there in the afternoon. So we're mm-hmm. probably going to run into worse conditions going in than we will out, especially with yeah. it being warmer and then dropping to a colder temperature overnight, and leaving relatively early, right? Because we'll be yeah. we'll be dealing with like. A, like compact slushy potentially like breaking through ice mm-hmm. versus on the way home this one section sh- sh- in the morning after the cold night should be relative like yeah it'll be slipperier and more solid but it'll should also be, be more relatively solid,
1: frozen Yeah,
0: not so like slushy to
1: but that through-y. being said too that part should be harder going in should be easier coming out
0: yeah, and that—that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, um, yeah. So, just be aware of the conditions when you're going in and out of places, because mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes, if you're going somewhere in the morning and expecting to get out at night, so you're going in on a hard pack snow trail, mm-hmm. and you're coming out in west wet slushy snow in the afternoon. Yeah. So, like, that wet wet snow will give you a lot harder time than some nice fluffy light snow will.
1: and depending on where you're going if you know the route already you can kind of judge where and how you need to attack it on both sides if it's you know like a you have to go up a steep hill to get to the site and then on the way home you're just going down that's going to change when you need to arrive versus when you're leaving exactly garbage when it's slushy but okay when it's hard you'll be okay going down but you're gonna have a hard time getting there
0: yeah on the same that note, spot
1: we're talking about though is fairly flat we should be okay
0: yeah. both ways at the same time too like arriving on a in a campsite that potentially hasn't had anyone in it and has had some fresh snow um mm-hmm. again when you're arriving when you're leaving right so we'll be arriving at in like wet slushier snow probably if not it's snowing yeah so uh you almost like want to make sure that you've done the most work now to get turned around and faced for success. You know what, what I, mean? I mean? Well, like if you pull in and you just pull in right between two trees, but in the morning you have to now get your truck turned around. Then oh, like, yeah. like, like set yourself up so yeah. that you just yeah. have to put it in drive. So and like pull away,
1: pre-plan your tracks. Yeah. Pre-plan and, your exit of the campsite. Exactly. Try and compact as much snow as you can where you know you're going to be driving out.
0: Yeah. So if you're like yeah. if you're got to turn around, turn around the night before when everything's uh-huh. kind of compactable and not hard yet. So yep. that way you can like run forward and like so you can get pointed at the exit and go forward and back six feet and then uh, get everything nice and hard for your tires already in the right path that you want to go. Should those like that snow kind of ice up overnight and almost become ruts yeah
1: yeah. the ruts that you want to follow are going to be better if they're compacted already the night before and now frozen they're going to be a lot solid more solid than the 20 inches of snow that you just got overnight
0: (laughs) will give you a nice running start
1: yeah 20 inches is a lot but yeah 5 inches
0: (laughs) that's reasonable
1: (laughs) well so that's should we also should check be the forecast? Yeah, which we obviously
0: done check consistently. the forecast, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't want to know what that. you're going into, yeah. know what you need to prep for. If you know it's going to be cold and snowy, bring extra socks,
0: prep for snowy,
1: and, and compact your uh, your driveway and your campsite.
0: Yeah, um just another note before we leave to um, clothing the right size of clothing. If you have boots that fit well and you walk around town in them. But now you want to go camping in them? Don't put and on put wool socks. socks. Yeah. Don't put two wool socks on, you're doing yourself a disservice. Same mm-hmm. with gloves. Like don't stacking gloves, for sure. But don't stack. As soon as you like feel things snug and restrict your movement, that means they're like pinching your skin and cutting off blood flow. Mm-hmm. At minus 10 and those gloves are a little wet, you need all the blood flow you can get. And, and you're cutting there's it
1: off no, and there's no air space yeah if you put three or four sets of gloves on and then your big gloves and your hands are too tight to even move yes the blood circulation thing is a is a thing but also the airflow in between each layer is now not doing anything or the air space is not doing anything because they're so tightly compacted down
0: exactly so the air air is your insulation. that's
1: insulation
0: yes yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. Side note too, as I'm thinking of more and more things here, uh, fluid <laughs> viscosities of stuff get really thick in the cold. So, if you're using a chainsaw, uh, you, you can mm. still, like, am I going to go buy winter oil? Probably not. No. Am I going to put that, bar, <laughs> am I going to dump all the bar oil out of my chainsaw, put it beside the fire, let it get hot, and then, and then put it in it my in chainsaw and, and then yeah. go cut a tree down? Probably, probably. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I'm going to do. 100% but uh yeah
1: and again though even with all of this stuff minus 10 really isn't that cold
0: no it's definitely doable and find yeah. yourself some shelter from the wind
1: yeah yeah which the tents do <laughs> just c- fine campsite in the trees tents up trucks kind of in a circle will be fine.
0: yeah Wow. All right, Graham well um, I'm excited to go see how this works the f- forecast is supposed to be minus 10 or minus 13 oh. on overnight and snowing so should be I think a it'll f- be a good time fun and exciting time yeah for sure I'm yeah. a- I'm excited to go wow. camping
1: me too let's <laughs> go already
0: yeah thank you for joining <laughs> this episode of adventure required let's go camping